So welcome to this episode of the Dental Assistant Nation podcast powered by Ignite DA. My name is Kevin Henry. I am the co-founder of Ignite DA. Thank you so much for joining us. No matter where you found us through your podcast channels, we are there and super excited to be joined today by dental consultant and good friend of mine over the last few weeks. We've developed a good relationship. That's Kathy Asted. Hey, Kathy, how are you? Good morning. I'm doing great. How are you, Kevin? I am good. Would you? I, I know about you, but would you take a moment to introduce yourself to our audience, please? Absolutely, I will. I've been in dentistry a long time. I could say pretty close to 50 years. Um, I helped my first husband go through dental school and kind of ran our practice from the sidelines and then started a dental consulting career in 2003 and also started working with Bent Erickson and Associates in 2004, helping practices with HR, which is just a huge, huge potential problem area for practices. Yeah. In that same capacity, <clears throat> for a number of years, I helped practices hire. And at this time after COVID, this is a challenge for both the doctor and for all of the staff, including you as assistants. Absolutely agree. And, you know, let's, let's dive into that topic right there because I know what I'm hearing about the job market out there, but I'm in Colorado. I know you're in the upper Midwest in Minnesota. What are you hearing from dental assistants and dental practices in terms of the job market and where things are right now as COVID starts to lessen its grip maybe a little bit? I'm hearing there's a real shortage of dental assistants. Of, and in Minnesota, we have a lot of restrictions. We have licensed dental assistants. They are the only ones that are able to do the expanded functions. And there's a huge shortage. Practices are calling me and I say, I can't manufacture them. I can help you find them. Um, but there is a real shortage and it just an an interesting factoid. Um, yes, I'm here in Minnesota. My husband taught a CPR class yesterday at a local dental office and was talking to either a hygienist or assistant um, at the end when he was packing up to leave. And she mentioned that she had just started at this practice, came from another practice fairly close by that he happens to be teaching at in on Friday. Oh, wow. And he said, well, why did you choose to leave? And, and it has to do with doctors, the culture and how, you know, Kevin, you and I talked several times about how staff is empowered, how they're given duties that make them feel great, that motivate them. Yeah. And here's someone who decided through COVID and everything, it was time to move on. And, and I'll be honest, I've heard that from a lot of assistants. And I think right now it's truly a, a, a team member market where you can, if, if you're not happy somewhere, there are other practices that are looking for somewhere like somebody like you. Uh, and, and I know that that has become a, a fear uh, for lack of a better term, for a lot of doctors that how am I going to keep my team from being poached by other practices? Absolutely true. And 
at least in Minnesota. I think Minnesota is one of the highest paid for dental assistants. Am I right? You're right. Kevin, you know those statistics better than I do. Yep. Um, I do work um, in the HR field with practices around the nation. I'm not as familiar with their hourly wage. But again, I just experienced um, a practice that I had been working with who found this great person. She's ready to make a change. She's a little bit bored. She was really wanting a high, high salary, a very high hourly wage to start. And then what? Where do you go? What What will the market bear? Yeah. And and so, you, you know, you mentioned that you've done a lot of hiring. What are maybe some tips that you would share for those assistants who might be looking for that next step, for that next practice? What are, what are some things that you've seen work well and maybe not work so well? Uh, well, one of the first things I can tell you is make sure you proofread your resume. <laughs> there you go. I am a stickler on grammatical phrases. I'm a stickler on punctuation. Spelling is huge. Yeah, absolutely huge. Have somebody else proofread it for you. Um, go online, Google how to do a resume so that you can see what should go in a resume. I've seen some that are four pages long. I'm not going to read four pages. I, I understand you've got a lot of experience, you know, but a well-crafted resume, I think is huge. And then the next step, once you get an interview set up, find out something about the company that you're going to be working with. Mm -hmm. Go on the website, see what the website has to say. You know, see if it sounds like the culture would fit what you're looking for. Prepare yourself for that interview, in other words. It's a great point. And, you know, Kathy, one thing you and I have talked about before we did this podcast is how so many dental assistants maybe lack a little bit of confidence in their skills, in their abilities and who they are and, and what they really mean to the practice. And you and I have talked about how important it is to find that cheerleader, for lack of a better term. Uh, is that something that you you always encourage assistants to find that cheerleader within the practice, within themselves? How do they kind of boost themselves up, in your opinion? Well, Kevin, I think it can be both. It can be somebody within the practice and it, it has to be within yourself. Um, I've recently done some training um, at a pediatric practice, one for an admin staff and one for the clinical staff. And for the pediatrics, these are all assistants, you know, great group of assistants. We had so much fun. We did our training on customer service. And I asked the question, I said, does anyone here ever read a newsletter about dentistry, ever read a book about dentistry, anything to help yourself learn more? Now, it just so happened one of these newly trained assistants plans on going on to be a dentist. So she's very well read. But I feel learning, continual learning is so important. And there's some great dental assisting magazines out there. Um, let me give you another example of a few years ago, a dental assistant in, in another pediatric practice that I worked with 
was really, really interested in learning more about myofunctional therapy. Mm -hmm. Went to the doctor with that idea and they launched learning more about it and implementing that in the practice. This was the dental assistant's original idea, but yet the doctor was obviously thinking about it. But Kevin, you said something great when I said, what kind of a quote would you have for these assistants? And you said, you are the connector. You connect the doctor to the patient. Absolutely. And that's so important. I, I agree. And, and, and thank you for that. I, I think so many assistants don't understand that they are that bridge uh, and, and really seen as a trusted confidant uh, by the patient and how important that is. You know, but I want to go back to something you just said a minute ago about that, that dental assistant with the myofunctional therapy and how that and, and he or she had to have kind of the guts to yes. break that up. And, and yes. I, I think that that's so important if there's a passion that you have to be able to share that with the dentist. I agree. And it just so happens that this dental assistant is very active in the Minnesota dental assisting um, I don't know that she's on the board and I don't know exactly what to call that group, but she's very active in the group. Mm -hmm. um, Minnesota has a has had until last year um, an annual uh, meeting for dentists and yeah. hygienist assistants, the Minnesota Star of the North. I know that it's going to be in August this year. I don't know if it's going to be both virtual and in person yet. I haven't heard but she was always encouraging the dental assistants to go to the meeting you know to get continuing education to go to specific programs that are going to help further what they do and as i said previously continual learning is so so important oh it is uh completely agree and 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 you know, you and I haven't talked about this, but I'm actually speaking at Star of the North this year. I really I am. So oh, I'm really very excited wow. about that. Oh, yeah. cool. Well, That's, we'll have to meet for dinner or something. I would here. love that. I would, I would love, love that too. No, Star of the North is actually one of my favorite meetings. Uh, just such a good feel there. But but you're right. No matter, you know, if you're in Minnesota, Colorado, Oklahoma, it doesn't matter where you are. It's finding those opportunities, whether it's in person, virtually, uh, by reading. You know, things like this, I think, really matter in the development of a career. And, you know, Kathy, I always talk about you have to have goals. You have to, to have a vision of where you want to be. And learning is, is, in my opinion, what gets you down the path toward those goals. I agree so much. I know that onboarding, helping the new employee learn about the practice is so important. When you graduate from school, you don't know what you don't know. Absolutely. There is so much more when you are actively in a practice, you've got the pace of the practice. You've got patients coming in all the time. You've got to get your sterilization done. You've got to get your rooms flipped over. Oh my gosh, doctor has an emergency and now I need to get this out or that out. I need to get the laser ready. Whatever it is, you need to have help in that practice. You need to find a mentor within the practice who can help you to be more successful. 
and, and I know you and I didn't didn't talk about this. So I'm going to throw a little bit of a curveball at you, but okay, but, hey, get ready. Uh, hey. As as you mentioned, your your husband's very active with CPR training, and and I know how vital that that is for dental practices. And one thing that I have really I don't know, it's really been laid upon my heart lately is the importance of taking those things seriously, especially in a world where, you know, we've been through so much this last year with COVID, but just really not, not looking at it as a, Oh, I got to do this, but really focusing because you never know when an emergency is going to happen in the practice. I can tell you about some emergencies. Absolutely. I, and this was, Oh, many, many years ago, um, in my former husband's practice, we had a child come into the practice, have some work done. I was working in the practice at that time, checking out the mom when the child just fell to the floor having a seizure. He had a reaction, if I remember correctly, to the Novocaine that was used, and he was hospitalized. Um, In the pediatric practices that I was talking about, we've had parents faint (laughs) didn't have enough to eat you know i mean and and so you need to be prepared and you need to know what to do your practices need to have a plan of action as to what do you do love that have it printed have it put on the back of a door or you know have it in the clinical area at the front desk different people have different roles and guess what if you're not good in an emergency tell them so that you don't panic if there's an emergency or any other kind of emergency, you know, where you might be in a building and they have some kind of an electrical fire and you have to evacuate the building. Where do you go? How can you account for everyone? And this is serious. It's really, really important to listen. It, it, it is. And, and I, I think, you know, your husband so much for for doing the things like this and and really getting the word out because i know as you mentioned every team member has a responsibility and it's not that you can be okay at that responsibility it's being good at it and you know and and i'm thankful that dental assistants are so good at so many different things and i'm going to tie that back into how we started this conversation about making sure that you know your skills are always up to date learning you know, CPR, learning the latest trends, reading those magazines, as you mentioned, things like that make a difference between a good dental assistant and a great dental assistant. Absolutely. And as a great dental assistant, you can go far. You've got a career in dentistry. When I speak with different team members, everyone has a passion, a passion about dentistry and about helping people stay healthy and that's what i find don't you absolutely and you can tell those who are passionate about and those who are just there because well it's it's what i do so yeah well kathy hey i've enjoyed this chat so much and i'd love for our listeners to know if they want to reach out to you uh get get more information on what you do what your husband does uh how would they do that by chance well my email is k-a-t-h-y-a at astedconsulting.com. So Kathy A at astedconsulting.com. And that's my website, astedconsulting.com. 
And I've really gotten to enjoy uh, getting to meet Kathy over the last few days. And absolutely, we will have dinner in Minnesota. I look absolutely. Forward to uh, I look forward to it. Thank that, you, that, Kevin. Uh, absolutely. And thanks to all of you who have listened to this episode of the Dental System Nation podcast. Obviously, we try to bring experts in from the industry on a variety of topics to help you have a better day and a better career as well. If there's everything you want us to cover, hey, reach out to me through the Ignite DA Facebook page or kevin.henry at igniteda.net. But until next time, Kevin Henry, co-founder of Ignite DA, signing off, wishing you a great day, week, month, and hey, even year ahead. Together we rise.